Welcome to episode two of Across the Middle podcast. Joining me as always, Bob Berry. Bob, welcome. Thank you very much. Got my coffee ready. Good. I love it. Me too. And uh, joining us for the first time and definitely not the last, Steve, welcome to the pod. A long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> love it. That's better than the first time for those listening. This is our second try of episode two. Uh, so what we're going to go over today is the NFC South, and we're going to go division by division to talk about the team overview, what they're going to do this offseason, salary cap situation, and I can't think of a better place to start than the Super Bowl champs, the Buccaneers. And one of the things I want to discuss with them first is what they did last year to get here. So in terms of offensive efficiency, uh, based on a metric DVOA, and don't ask me what that means. They were 23rd last year, or in 2019, rather. They bring on Brady and a few others. They finished third in the league. So they went up 20 spots by just adding essentially one player. And one of the things I was thinking about is uh, wins above replacement as a stat. And I can't think of a better person to measure this off of uh, than Tom Brady. In the past, we could talk about Peyton Manning, but they were seven and nine in 2019, 11 and five last year, which is just phenomenal. Uh, could you guys think of a, a player other than maybe Peyton Manning who's had that much of an impact in the offseason? Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> uh, he, he's not the only, I mean, yeah, Tom Brady's awesome, um, but there, there was, he's not the only piece they added. Well, let's let's step back because on defense in 2019, they were the sixth best defense. Last year, they were the fifth. So their defense is essentially the same. They added Brady. Um, Steve, how many wins do you authentically think that Tom Brady factored in? Because, I mean, we're seeing eight wins. I would honestly say probably five to six. There's an interesting stat that they came up with Brady after winning his seventh Super Bowl. He's never won a Super Bowl without a defense that's ranked in the top 10. Mm. And I think that does say something. I think that factored in some of his decision with where he went. But they had a lot of the pieces already there. They had Mike Evans, who went to a fantastic college. Godwin. um, I mean, they just had Ronald Jones is a good running back. You know, Bruce Arings is a good uh, coach, coordinator, and all that stuff when he calls the plays. A lot of the pieces were there. So I think it was an easy choice for him to go there. And I think it – of course, he, he factors in more wins over Jameis Winston, but. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and then their salary cap situation is even that bad also. But Bob, talk about that a little bit. So, yeah, they actually have quite a bit of salary cap considering they were just the best team in the entire football league. Their uh, cap currently ranks going into next year uh, the 11th most uh, cap available, and it's around uh, $27.7 million. Or point eight wow. roundup. I wonder what they're going to do with all that money now. Uh, it's, probably it's, try to re-sign a lot of people. Well, who do they have as free agents? Um, a number of people. Chris Godwin's probably the headliner of the bunch. Um, he's a really talented young wide receiver. He's mm-hmm. he's probably going to make a lot of money somewhere. Uh, they got Shaq Barrett off the edge. Levante David's going to be tough to replace if they don't retain him. Rob Gron- Rob Gronkowski. Uh, and Dominic and Sue, Leonard Fournette, you got to love playoff Lenny that breaking <laughs> that big run. 
Antonio I, Brown's another piece too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so, so first of all, I don't think Godwin's coming back unless they tag him, which they should. But if they don't, he's gone because he can get more money elsewhere. Uh, Antonio Brown is likely coming back, don't you guys think? I, I just, uh, Steve, go ahead and take that one. It, a lot depends what happens with Godwin. Um, I think they franchise tag Godwin. Um, I know they want to get a long-term deal. But Antonio Brown, I mean, let's just be honest. With him in the last two years, let's not put a mark anywhere where he's officially going to be because he might be pulling down his pants again in front of the doctors <laughs> or in, in jail. So, <laughs> But I think if all the pieces line up, they tag Godwin, Antonio Brown could come back on – not that big a contract. I think he just wants to win at this point, and it's going to be a big mentality of just running back what they did this year in Tampa Bay again. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's any other spot he goes other than back to the Bucks. I, I think there was a reason he went to the Bucks, and it was Tom Brady. And I also don't think – I think over half the league won't even touch the guy. So, I mean, like, in this offseason with not a lot of salary cap – He's probably just going to do another one year, try to win another ring. I, I don't think he goes anywhere else. Do we know if he's still living with Brady? I hope so. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Giselle must love that. Um, so I think Gronk is also going to retire. And then Shaquille Barrett, who just was incredible. Uh, I think he's probably going to leave. So they're going to have some holes. But like you said, they have a ton of cap space to make up for it. Uh, Steve, what do you think they're going to do in the draft? They have the 32nd pick. Um, I think everyone thinks they're going defensive tackle right here. They're either going to take Nixon, the guy out of Iowa, or uh, Barrymore, the one out of Bama. I mean, like, Sue's a big part of that defense. He's not getting any younger. Picking 32 in the first round is not very flashy, and I think just getting interior defensive linemen, whoever's the best available at that time is going to be their best bet. Yeah, I like it. And Bob, in your mock, you had Jalen Phillips going, so kind of replacing Shaquille Barrett. And Steve says, let's replace defensive line also and go tackle. So I think both is a, a really good situation. Uh, one of the things that I think has made this team so successful over the past two years is the draft. So in the 2019 draft, they drafted Devin White, who arguably is one of the top five best linebackers in the league. Then Sean Monfi Bunting, who was incredible in the playoffs, uh, at cornerback, they drafted him in the second round. Scotty Miller in the sixth. And then last year, Tristan Wirfs, the tackle, who was awesome for Tampa, Antonio Winfield Jr., and then Keyshawn Vaughn, Tyler Johnson, who I think are two people that you'll probably see this upcoming year. This team's in a great spot. I think they're in an all-in mentality, as they should be with Brady. Uh, Steve, how many years do you think Brady has left? 20. 20? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine I, a six-year-old out there slinging just, the ball? You know, it's just it's incredible to think that he's been playing quarterback since all of us were in the fourth grade, and all of us are over 30 now. But I think uh, back to what we were talking about free agents, I think a lot of these guys, these older guys, Levante, David, even Rob, if he comes back, uh, Sue, Brown, a lot of them are probably going to take like a one-year friendly deal to the team just to run it back again. Yep. That's what Brady does. He takes a pay cut to get the team better. He's I got one for you, Hoovy. Year over year. What, what Rob, do you got? Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to retire? Yes. You know, you know he's the same age as Travis Kelsey? It, that's wild. It, 
So that, that speaks volumes to first, the ability for Kelsey to maintain his health is just unbelievable. He looks like he's 25. Gronk looks like he's 40. Gronk is also, as a Pats fan, I know he's had some horrible injuries. So one of the worst things to go in football is your back. And he's had back issues nonstop. Uh, in addition to his robot arm, that is just like in a horrible situation. So yeah, I, I honestly think he's going to retire. I think it's the right thing to do. He I'm assuming he's so don't. stiff out there. Doesn't I, I don't think he will retire. No, I think he'll keep playing with Brady, but I think if he did, that'd be fine. How funny if, like, in three years, Brady goes somewhere else and Gronk goes with him, comes out of retirement. <laughs> you see Edelman, hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, come back to New England. The last thing I want to discuss, and maybe this makes sense to discuss at a different time, is, and I don't know if anyone's discussing this, but the, the theory of, like, buying a championship. So Denver did this with Peyton, and the Bucks did this with Brady, where you have a really good team and you just plug in an incredible older quarterback and then instantly you're a playoff your your Super Bowl contender. And when the Broncos did this, they won the Super Bowl, made it again, and the Bucks won their first Super Bowl with Brady. Do you think as a Bucks fan, it is less rewarding to win a Super Bowl with a guy that you bring in externally at quarterback? I believe that time will age the Super Bowl well I think right now the the Pats fans are all like oh that was kind of like uh, you know an extension of our team over there that, that felt a little bit like we won I, but I, think I as, absolutely feel that way yeah, I was I think, super pumped when when I was seeing all these guys go down it was like it's no different than what people in New England do during the summer or during the winter they go down to Florida vacation a little bit have a little bit of fun and I mean that's what these two did I think uh I think the Broncos, they're still extremely happy. They feel like they won that. Not, I mean, granted, Peyton Manning kind of was garbage for yeah. that run. Um, but I don't think the Colts feel like they won that Super Bowl. I mean, it's a little different, but that's the best thing you could compare it to. Uh, except for uh, the Colts' attempt with Phillip Rivers this year was that same philosophy. They just were uh, confused of the caliber of Phillip Rivers. Very confused. Uh, Steve, do you think, as a Cowboys fan, if 10 years from now, if Mahomes was like, I'm done with Kansas City, I want my next chapter to be at the Cowboys, and then you guys haven't won a championship since then, and then when he comes on, you finally win, do you feel like it's as rewarding as if like Dak were to win it for you all? I mean, winning is winning. The whole goal is to win a Super Bowl, but you said a big factor there that's not going to be in Dallas for a long time. You first off have to have a good team. Yes. <laughs> so 10 years down the road, I don't care who's quarterback. Um, you look at the Bucks' previous Super Bowl was Brad Johnson. I mean, a lot of people don't even remember that. Yeah. You look at some other quarterbacks that won Super Bowls, Joe Flacco. Um, I mean, Trent you, win a, yeah, you, you win a Super Bowl, you win a Super Bowl. I don't really think fans care who's running the ship, but I think it makes it a little more flashy in these certain situations with big free agent signings. But even Peyton Manning, his first Super Bowl, they got – railroaded and i will say uh john elway did a good job went out and got him a good defense and then they kind of rode the defense the second super bowl over uh peyton yeah yeah and i, I think uh it's definitely a perspective to take um as a pats fan i'm just grateful that they've been comp a competitor for so long and it felt nice to 
to watch Brady and Gronk win another one. Um, and I think a team that we, I want to transition to, the Saints, are in a similar situation to the Pats were last year. And looking at their year-over-year consistency from 2019 to 2020, in both offense and defensive metrics, they've remained consistent. Um, their defense got better this past season. Their offense just got slightly worse, which is most likely because they were missing Breeze for a number of games. Um, but, Bob, what do you think about their situation? Uh, salary cap-wise, they are yeah. in a salary cap hell. They mm-hmm. are the worst in the league in terms of cap available by a large margin. Uh, yeah. They are currently, and this is as of uh, noon on Sunday, $70 million in the negative. <laughs> Actually, I mean, it would round up to 71. Yeah. It, that, it's just crazy. Um, and assuming Breeze doesn't come back, which is, it seems if he's going to retire, um, I mean, this team should just tear it down, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Steve, what do you think about their situation, what they should do this offseason? I think everybody else, it's, it's kind of just a blow up and start over. Um, I don't think any Saints fan or any regular sports fan is going to sit there and say Taysom Hill or Winston or the next you know person to step in there and replace Drew Brees. So I almost think I actually uh, we were talking about our mock drafts, but um, I think a cool pick if he falls and a lot of people aren't high on him. For the record, I am. If Mac Jones could fall to New Orleans or maybe even they trade up. I think he's a good uh, start over quarterback for them. Yeah. But I think they keep Kamara. They, um, they keep the running game and just, uh, it's a, it's a mess. They're, they're, they're going to have to replace a lot of um, players. Yeah. They're, I don't know what they're going to do. I, if I were, if I were a Saints fan and Breeze is, is leaving, I want us to like tear it down and be horrible next year. I think the worst situation for them is to bring back a number of these guys. Um, hope that Taysom Hill is going to be good or Jameis, which by the way, he's not. Uh, then they're going to be in that middle ground where the Patriots are this past season. And that's not where you want to be. Uh, you can't get a top tier quarterback uh, in the middle of the draft, in my opinion. And they're just in a situation where they have way too many uh, players to resign and their s- salary cap is horrible. Um, one of the other things, their draft has not been that great. So in 2019, they drafted a center, Eric McCoy, who's, who's a starter. He's good. Went to a great uh, college. He went to, okay. A&M, uh, Chauncey Gardner, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. You're not high on, uh, old, uh, CGJ? No, no. Well, that rolled off her tongue well. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He has a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have uh, Cesar. Is it R- Reese? Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah, you can tell he took French. Uh, <laughs> Zach Zach Bond linebacker, and then Adam Troutman tight end. So not not huge names. A large part of that is because they've been in the back of the the round. Um, but I think this team is just in a horrible situation. Well, they so, could. Um, can, oh, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, where they need to just start over, they can get a lot of, like, I know they, um, Michael Thomas is a lot of money. They got, like, uh, Sanders on there, Kamara. And, like I said, he's almost, he led the team in receptions. 
as a running back. I think they keep him and they build around, you know, maybe get a receiver in the second round. They actually got a, a free agent signing last year, Marquez Callaway out of Tennessee, and he kind of came on late. He's a big body guy, but it, it is just kind of a blow up situation. I think they should take a quarterback either late in the first or the second and just nothing better for a good quarterback or I mean a young quarterback to come into the league and have a good offensive line and a good running game to help support them and get them going. And that's just the first thing you do. It's not going to be a one-year thing. It'll take a couple of years to get everything back going, replace the defense. But I think with the run game they have and the players they have in the run game, getting a young quarterback's good. And with Kamara being one of the best pass-catching running backs, it kind of gives you that quarterback. You know, if nothing's downfield, he can dump it off to him. He's got the best in the league to do it. So I think they get a quarterback in the first or second round and then just start from there. Yeah, I, if you, when you look at their salary cap situation, uh, and you you include Breeze, uh, Taysom Hill's their what fourth highest paid player. Like that's just a horrible situation. And then they have Janoris Jenkins, cornerback, who's making fourteen million a year. He is awful. Um, Do you think anyone would trade for Taysom Hill? No, 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 no. I maybe yeah. like a desperate team. Dallas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dallas. He's he's just bad. Um, I mean, this team's going to be losing not quite half, but close to half their starters. If you look at all the free agents and then the people they would have to cut to just get under the cap. I actually don't even know if they should start the rebuild this year. I almost feel like they should. Like, I don't know if they could even sign a first round draft pick and pay him. Because they're in such a bad situation. They're in such a bad spot. Just like chalk this one up as a bad year, start next year. Which actually, I wanted to ask, there's kind of two philosophies when it comes to building a team, and they both revolve around the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And you kind of alluded to this a little bit already, but like one of them is the Jacksonville Jaguars strategy where you kind of send away all your players of value, put forth a team that, cannot really compete at all get a high pick and start once you get that quarterback and you know the first pick overall I mean assuming you hit on that guy you get a 15-year window to kind of try to win a Super Bowl and the first five years are both the easiest and the hardest the easiest because he has the cheapest contract so you can then spend all that money on free agents the hardest because well you just earned the first overall picks your team sucks so you have yeah. to do things right to get that roster right. Uh, or kind of how you said, you use those draft picks, build up the team with an okay quarterback. It's kind of like the Patrick Mahomes thing when they had Alex Smith. They, they were making it to the playoffs. I mean, Andy yeah. Reid was still winning tons of games with them. And then they were like, all right, now we're just going to mortgage a little bit of our future and then trade up and get the guy once we already have the team around him. Mm-hmm. If you were a GM, Saints are kind of in the spot where they can they go either way. They need they they're going to start over. Yeah, how would you do it? I I would get rid of most of these contracts. I would try to take trade trade Taysom Hill, um, and I would be horrible. Like I would try to be a bottom five team next year. This and, would be Hoover's ideal team to like be the GM of right now who oh, will trade yeah. all the draft picks this year for draft picks next year and just be like, it's going to be our year next year. And then keep doing that for five years. <laughs> As a Browns fan, I feel like I'm, I'm right at home 
with where they're at or where they're going to be at. <laughs> this situation's familiar to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's transition over to the the Panthers who finished third and at the NFC South. And this is if I were to like see if you brought up a, a perfect situation, if I were to take over a team uh, on a rebuild or with potential of growth, this is the team I'm picking. So to talk about their, their coaching staff a little bit, Matt Rule was awesome in his first year. I think he's great. Joe Brady, a really cool offensive coordinator, young guy coming in. Coming in. Uh, in 2019, they finished 27th on offense. Last year, they finished 17th, and they had Teddy Bridgewater, who, in my opinion, was really, really bad. Their defense continues to be horrible, so 26th and 24th. And in the drafts, they've tried to address that need. So in 2019, they brought in Brian Burns, who's has potential. I think he's not there yet, but he's somebody who's going to be uh, a starter for a while. Greg Little, offensive tackle, who's just not good. Will Greer, I don't even know if he's on the team. And then this past season, Derek Brown, uh, Gross Matos, and Jeremy Chin. And I love Jeremy Chin. Bob, you're giggling. It's because I can't pronounce. Is it Yerto? <laughs> no, no, you, you actually did it right, but I could tell it was a struggle. Oh, you don't yeah. Think Burns is good. He graded out as the 13th best uh, edge rusher. No, I don't think he's that good. I mean, he's all right. He's going to be a starter. <laughs> if you're not all like right. top 10, if you're not top 10 at your position, move on. Yeah, but that's 13 for two positions because that's right and left edge. So, yeah. Okay. So you're saying so like if you just divide it in half, he is top ten at his position. Fair. That's like saying the wide receiver. If you're not top ten, there's now there's three of them on the field at the same time. That great point. Okay, M- math is not my strong suit. That's why you're doing the salary cap situation. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he's all right. He's just the I, guy to me. He's like I think a I think he's actually the uh, building block on this defense. What? Yeah. He's the piece that will get paid. Oh, well, I think Jeremy Chin is safety who he, they got last year. He, he was, was awesome. He had some great games, and he had that uh, game where he picked up two fumbles back-to-back and scored a touchdown, first player to ever do it. And I, I do like him. I mean, I'm going to keep him in fantasy football. I had him as well. He's, he's my IDP darling. <laughs> I, I love him, but I, I think Burns is the better player in terms of value. For a team to build around steve i want to ask you this i know you're a fan of colin coward as i am um colin tweeted last night and he said teddy bridgewater unfollowed the panthers what's your take teddy bridgewater he got signed with that high hopes of how how he played taking over in new orleans but you look at his stats from last year he only he threw for 3700 yards which is good but he only had 15 touchdowns to 11 interceptions that's and not in, great. Yeah, in today's league, you just that's just not a franchise quarterback. Those are numbers of like average quarterbacks back in 2003 when you were still running the ball, you know, 55% of the game. I mean, I know they lost McCaffrey. They tried to plug in Davis. Um, they did have 2,000-yard receivers and more in Anderson, but mm-hmm. it's just – but only 15 touchdowns in a year. I mean, he only missed one game. That's a – it's just not good. And I, I – I was going to say with the first pick in the draft for them, yeah, 
Carolina's got a really interesting spot. They could, they kind of are sitting there where someone could trade up and they could trade back and still maybe get a quarterback. I think they need linebacker help. I think they need a, some help in the secondary, but maybe they can address that in the second round. But I think Carolina's in that position where someone could, someone out of nowhere could reach up there. They could get a few more draft picks, help build this defense. Uh, offense, I think they got the weapons. They just need to maybe get a guard or tackle in the, uh, either retain them or find one in free agency or work with them. But Carolina's got a very interesting spot in the draft, and I'm interested to see what they do. I would love it if they trade up for a quarterback. If they if they drafted one of the top four quarterbacks this year, I think this team's a playoff team instantly. Um, they're one of those teams that just needs to flip that position, and they're going to be awesome, especially with Matt Rule and Joe Brady. Um, so so I, I'm pretty sure they just – cut a bunch of people to get okay. their cap around 40 mil Ooh. and uh, teddy bridgewater unfollowing them uh 40 mil you think of a quarterback that might be traded that's around 40 mil a year <laughs> watson yeah oh man how heard good here first. That I, they they've been in talks to try to get him so that, that would, go ahead i that was gonna be say, interesting i was gonna say that um that is one of my favorite landing spots for Watson as well. So they'd give up the eighth pick. I don't know what else they can throw in, though. That's that's my issue. Is if if Miami is saying, "Hey, we'll give you Tua and some picks," like that's a better I mean, you situation. Could, you could throw in Bridgewater. You could throw in the eighth, the first next year, a second. I mean, you could, there's still things out there, but they are actually losing in free agency, provided they don't tag uh, Taylor Moten. They're losing four of their starting offensive linemen. So who are they losing? Russell Okun. Uh, Taylor Moten's their right tackle, who I, I think should be tagged. He was the best offensive lineman for them, and he's been solid. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, two guards, they're losing John Miller and uh, Chris Reed, who okay. both were below average. Yeah. Uh, Russell Okun, though, I mean, he's he graded out as the uh, – uh, 33rd offensive lineman, which isn't, isn't like great. You're, you're not going to yeah. pay that guy millions, but it's the left tackle position, super valuable. And he's not a liability. Like, I mean, if you're mm-hmm. going up against an average D lineman, he's, he's going to be fine. So do you think if they don't take a quarterback or they don't trade up for a quarterback in this year's draft or get Watson, do you think they're going to, I mean, you had Kyle Pitts going to them in the draft, but what do you think they're going to do in the draft? I, I'm always a fan of trading back, personally. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I still think Pitts would be a lot of fun uh, to see cool. what Joe Brady would do with him. But uh, trading back and getting an offensive lineman would be reasonable. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they haven't really addressed the offensive line position in the last two drafts, except for Greg Little. He took early in 2019, and he's – just not good. So they're going to move on from him and they have a bunch of free agents. So aside from dressing the offensive line, uh, I think a quarterback is probably their biggest need. And this team is instantly a, a playoff contender, uh, especially with the saints being what we're expecting uh, a tick down from what they were last year. Well, they still, they do still need some defensive help too. I mean, they haven't really had anybody since Luke Keekley and, you know, linebacker, I, 
I see some people taking Parsons, the Penn State linebacker, with their pick. But I'm with Bob. I like them trading. I like, personally, I like them trading back for somebody desperate for a quarterback or someone trying to do like a Kansas City with Mahomes, or they just want to get their guy. But if they were to trade back and maybe get a few more picks, get a safety, get a corner in the second round, and improve the offensive line, if they keep Bridgewater, I, I didn't know that uh, Bridgewater unfollowed the Panthers, but what a move. script. Yeah, what what a move from him. It's like you have a starting, you're you're a starting quarterback in an incredibly good situation, and he's like, oh, I'm I'm over this team. It's like I, I feel like he has no ground to stand on. Um, they should absolutely upgrade the quarterback position. I think they're going to be a much better team. Yeah, he he graded out as the 29th best quarterback last year. Which uh, to help you out, who that's uh-huh. a position where only one player starts. Got it. So there's 32. Yeah, yeah. What well, if you're not in the top 32, <laughs> you you shouldn't be starting in the NFL. I would and say I, if, you're, if you're not like a top 13 quarterback, you should upgrade. Yeah, I think I think yeah, it's right around the 10 spot for me. Where if you don't have a top 10, you should be considering upgrading the position at all times. Yeah, let's hit our last team, uh, and they've been the worst for quite some time. The Falcons, 2019-79, mediocre. Uh, 2020, 4-12. And their offense took a huge step back this year. Their defense has been relatively consistent. And one of the things that stands out to me with this team is they were incredible three years ago. So they made they made the Super Bowl. They got just an incredible game. I watch it once a year, uh, 28 to three to sing. And they like instantly just took a huge step back ever since. And it's one of those situations where if you lose a Super Bowl, you get there, you lose a Super Bowl and you're just bad for a while. That's, that's essentially what they're, they found themselves in. What will the and chiefs record be next year? The chiefs? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're going to be another contender. You think the, so? They're going to break yeah. the trend. Yeah, because they have the best quarterback in the league and they're in a spot where they have a ton of weapons and Andy Reid. Um, I think if you're like a shade on TB12, he could still compete. But yeah. I think I think the Falcons are just one of those teams who are like, hey, we got there. And then you, you didn't make it all the way by winning. And then you're just really bad. Um, that was then, a, that loss was something that was going to stick with them forever. Yeah. Yeah, that, that Kyle goes. Shanahan was right to get out of there. Maybe that's why they're bad. Maybe it had nothing to do with the Super Bowl loss. It just, hey, we lost Kyle Shanahan, and now we're yeah. Horrible. I mean, Matt Ryan hasn't been a, an MVP candidate since uh, Kyle Shanahan left. He hasn't. Yeah, he's obviously it, he won it that year. What's their cap situation like? I'm saying he's taking a cap hit of forty million dollars. Yeah. Um, that's that's pricey. He's he's not cheap. Um, they currently rank 26th in terms of cap available. I don't know if mm-hmm. I mentioned it on the Panthers. The Panthers uh, ranking is sixth in terms of cap. It's incredible. Um, yeah, Atlanta has negative 12 million and change. Um, I mean, they're paying some of those guys that got them to a Super Bowl and lost still. Yeah. So. Grady Jarrett, Julio Jones. I mean. Julio's getting up there in age, but when they paid him, he was the best wide out in the league. 
Steve, do you think they should trade Julio? For the right price. Um, I'm trying to think of a team he could go to and that would want him. I mean, I know the Patriots was a big talk when they thought Brady was going to stay there. But it, it's just going to be a – receivers just are such a – I think people are figuring out receivers are kind of dime a dozen. Well, even the Packers. I guess they're the they're, the Packers are the only team I think about that just want another receiver really bad right now. And being with the time you got with um, Rodgers left, maybe that's a good fit for him. Maybe give up a, you know, a first and a third this year, but I'm sure. Oh, my God. I love that. I think actually uh, everyone wants the Packers to win a wide receiver, but the Packers don't want one. Yeah, they're like, no, we're fine. They didn't draft a wide out last year. We'll take take a quarterback. (laughs) How did they not draft one last year? Everyone else thinks they want one but they're like no we're good we have we have lazard and mvs we're fine okay yeah we're good <laughs> they're like these super athletic guys who just aren't that good um <laughs> yeah i think every atlanta, third deep ball yeah i think atlanta i was talking with you before this hoover i i like what atlanta did with hiring uh the offense coordinator from tennessee arthur smith um he brought some of his people over with them um i like them and this is one of my favorite picks in the draft possibly drum roll yeah I, I i said his name wrong earlier Najee harris out of georgia still bob is that right <laughs> yeah Najee, Najee, <laughs> Najee harris. but it's close i he's a he's a six foot two 229 running back out of georgia. where would you take him they're their second pick in the draft so what okay, is that, 30 okay. yeah oh no they're not taking that at four but they i have like pick four i was like but you look at another running back you know same build went to Tennessee around the same point in the draft. And, you know, I think that we're so used to Atlanta being such a pass heavy offense. They've had Roddy White, Julio Jones. Can you look up how tall Najee Harris is? I don't think he's the same build. I'm on it. He's like, no, he's not Derrick Henry, but. Oh, I thought that's who you were comparing him. Well, I I am comparing him to, he's a big. He is super physical. I think he has a similar skill set, but I don't think he's as physically. Ah, that's, you know, I'll take it back. That's close enough to where I'd say. Good comparison. I think a, you could. I think you could see Atlanta transitioning to a more run-heavy offense over the next couple of years, and we're just so accustomed to them being a pass-heavy offense. And I think yeah. you could see them transitioning with the new hire. And they were 27th in the run last year, so I think they're going to try to turn the tide on that a little bit. Bob, I got a uh, question. Oh no, let me go first. Let me go first. So I have a, I have a scenario for you. They have the fourth pick. They take a quarterback, right? Whether it's Wilson, Fields, Lance, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they trade Matt Ryan, or they or they just hold on to him for a year. They trade Julio Jones. To Steve's point, they draft Najee Harris in the second round. I like the future of that team. Like going super young at quarterback with the top four pick, then taking a running back and just pounding – the, the running game. I, I think that's a great situation for them. What do you think of that? I, yeah, I actually was going to ask a similar thing, but with a different lead sure, up, I was sure. going to say, do you think they should with uh, Arthur Smith now at head coach, do you think they're going to want to run it back and see how good the team is with Matt Ryan under center? I think they will. And that's a mistake. I think that it is a huge mistake. This team's the roster is not good enough to win a Super Bowl, And Matt Ryan is probably on his last year to two years of actually having value still. I think if you don't trade him, it's a huge mistake. And I think he should go to the Bears. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. The Bears or Denver, I think he would be awesome there. 
I or actually, too. what do you think? Do you think he should go to the Pats? God, no. No, <laughs> no I, the Pats are in a situation where they can just plug in a... No, your roster's a, not a relatively good. decent quarterback. He'd, he'd, he'd almost be in a great. similar roster state in yeah. terms of quality. Yeah, yeah I think, I think they have the to restart. I think they have to restart, in my opinion. I don't think they will. I bet they'll try to run it back and see what they have with Julio and Matt Ryan, but I think it's a mistake. I mean... Matt Ryan's contract's not great, and you're going to lose money in terms of dead cap. Um, if you trade him, you're losing $3.5 and, and your yeah. cap situation's already negative 12. But, I mean, you can, you can restructure some deals with Julio, Grady Jarrett, and you can cut some players. Like James Carpenter was their starting left guard last year. Um, you cut him, you're, you're saving $4 million right there, and he was, he was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was the 59th ranked guard. Um, I mean, you're still going to have holes, but I think you have to trade it and, and just start the rebuild now. I think if you run it back, yeah, it might look good this next year. Yeah. And it might even look okay the year after that. But I don't know how long of a contract Arthur Smith got, but you're eventually going to have that restart happening and it could get ugly. I have yeah. a feeling if he doesn't restart, he's going to lose the job. I you know, think he should. They should just tank, and he's going to be like, "Listen, we're going to be good in three years. Give me a shot. Do not expect us to be good this upcoming season." Because I like Arthur Smith. Um, no, who I don't like is the office coordinator they brought in, Dave Ragoon. He was the Bears' quarterback and passing game coordinator. The Bears were not known for how good of a passing team they were, and they brought him on as an offensive coordinator. Like, not a good move, in my opinion. It's it's a different scheme too. I was kind of surprised by that. Um, yeah, he's going to be running more of a West Coast where, or like a passing similar to uh, Andy Reid. He's in that same coaching tree where Arthur Smith is more the Shanahan coaching tree. So it's it's a little yeah. little different. The okay. Browns did something similar to that too, though uh, last year. Yeah, they did. They did, and it worked out for them. It did work out. Um, I want two two rapid. Uh, questions and answers for you both. Um, first, if you were to take over a team, who would it be in this division as a GM? Uh, go ahead, Steve. I'll take New Orleans. Okay, Bob? Um, I think because I love rebuilds, uh, New Orleans is intriguing, but I think Atlanta's in the best spot. And then last question. Only because they have the fourth pick. Last question. Who do you think is going to win the division? Steve, you first. Tampa. Yeah, that's that's easy. Tampa. Agreed. Well, thank you all for joining the second episode. You heard it here first. Tampa's going to win.